Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? Going good. We're a little remote today. We're a little busy body dads out here taking care of kids, taking them to sports and stuff. So we had to uh, do a remote. But uh, nonetheless, we are here talking Dynasty Fantasy Football on a Tuesday. You know, as, as we kick into the uh, the Dynasty Hot Boy Summer. <laughs> I just like keep it simple, Rich. Dynasty Summer, man. No Hot Boy Summer. I know. I'll, well, sometimes I try to build myself up, you know, sometimes I try to bury this ug- ugliness with hot names. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, if you talk about it enough, maybe to come true, but here I am still ugly, still talking dynasty, but it's almost summertime nonetheless. So, you know, these are, these are, these are some of the fun shows. This is, this is a good time to, you know, this is the one part of the season where if, if you already had your rookie draft, where, nothing's like dire straits. Everything's like, Hey man, we have time. Let's it's a good time to talk over rule changes for your league. Um, really deep dive into your team and see where you can kind of make, you know, make some tweaks, use that dynasty GM. You know, like I said, we're using that promo code rookie for 15% off our membership. So this is a good time to use the GM to really dig into it. Look at all your player shares going every tool that the GM has. Uh, the trade finder, the league analyzer, player shares, all that to get a really good grasp of your teams, see where you stand in the league analyzer and amongst your league mates, and kind of prepare either for this year or the next couple years how to how to manage and reload your team. And for these next couple episodes, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about some buys and some sells for this time of year. Right, so we're in here. It's gonna be early May. We're gonna talk about this episode. We're gonna talk about some running backs that we think are good sells on the Nerd Herd Show. We're gonna talk about some running backs that we think are some good buys. Next week we'll cover some wide receivers, and then we'll do uh, quarterbacks and tight ends. So, you know, making moves. This is Dynasty Fantasy Football 365. There's no time to stay stagnant in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Staying stagnant gets you passed up because if your league mates are gonna keep churning out and keep moving their feet and keep putting the time. They're going to pass you up. And this is the time to put some time in your team and find out those little moves because some of the running backs I'm going to talk about today uh, as buys in the next episode, it, they're not big-time splash moves, but they're moves I, can, I I look at that can help put you over the edge. Now, before we get into these running backs here and, and the theory of trading running backs and buys and sells, I got to tell you first about our friends over at Price Picks. And we've been talking about them for months. If you haven't jumped in here. I was able to drive to New York this weekend and actually get some action down because it's legal over there. So I was, I was getting some prize picks, future bets down in, in New York, the state of New York. I love it. I was like, ah, I got to do some more of that. Yeah. Looking good, Matt. Looking good. So what is prize picks? Yeah. You might ask, but guys, you talk about them all the time. Like what's going on with prize picks? It's a <laughs> prop bet website. The number one prop bet legal website that you can go to. And right now they're offering some really good stuff, right? If you use the promo code nerds, you're going to get 100% instant deposit on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, And then you go in, you can bet two to five players on their over-under projections, and then you can win up to 10 times your entry, which is a great thing to do because anytime it comes up 10 times on your money, you're up 10 times, and that's pretty damn good. So right now you go in there, you can bet Major League Baseball, you can bet MMA, you can bet 
NFL futures. And if you do bet an NFL futures bet by, and you sign up using the promo code NERDS, we are going to hook you up with two things. We're going to put your name in the hopper for a Dynasty team audit. So eventually your team will be audited on our Dynasty YouTube channel. And also we're going to hook you up with a free shirt. We just got some really good new shirts in. We got the Packers colors. We got the Dolphins colors. We got the Browns colors. We got a Navy shirt in. So we're going to hook you up with one of those free shirts. Sign up at Pro- Prize Picks. Use the promo code NERDS. Win some cash. Get some free gear. Support the podcast. Support our partners. Prize Picks. All you got to do is put 10 bucks in there and make a futures pick. And you get some really sweet stuff on top of it, people. Get in there. Prize Picks. Promo code NERDS. You won't regret it, and you'll be wearing the softest T-shirt around. Look at Matt right now. Look at that shirt. God, you look comfortable. Garrett, look at your shirt. Your nipples are so happy right now. God, I wish I could high-five you mofos. So now let's go into some dynasty sells. Now for me, when it comes to running back position, I'm always selling. Like nobody's no, nobody cannot go, right? If I have Jonathan Taylor, you make the right offer, he can go. Uh, when Jonathan Taylor gets to a second contract, guess what? He's going to go. So it should always be the most fluid position on your roster. You could buy, they become so available throughout the season when guys go down, the backups, you could buy those guys for cheap. You could draft them, plug and play them. It's why when you do a startup, you want to grab that good young tight end. You want to grab these good young receivers because you can build around those guys and they're established. They're going to be wide receiver ones year in, year out. Maybe they slip a little, become a wide receiver too. These running backs, they're going to be a running back one once and most likely never be a running back one ever again, unless you're in a small tier, that top 7%, Matt, what is it? Like 7% to be a running back one more than three times? It is something crazy like that. I wish I remembered the numbers exactly, but I do believe it's 7%. Yeah. Yeah, I want to dive back into that that uh, Excel I sheet. I have it saved somewhere. Numbers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just got to plug and play these numbers. But I mean, we, if you if you look at if you go research our show last year on running backs, Matt and I did, and the odds of you being a running back one more than once, we broke it down over the last decade. It's really really slim, and it's hard to do. It's why guys like Alvin Kamara, who's been a running back one his entire career, who's this next uh, decade's Lashawn McCoy, essentially, then. That's an elite of the elite player. Even a guy like Zeke, you know, people are down on Zeke, but it's like Zeke puts out running back one numbers all the time. So these guys, they're 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 replaceable. They don't last long. Hashtag two to three year window, which is what you're playing in anyways. Plug and play. So when do you buy running backs? When do you sell? That's a big question. Let's dive into some of these sells right now. What do you guys want to kick us off, or do you want me to kick it off with the most obvious guy that I'm always going to say every single year? It's going to be no shock. Let's let's kick it off with a classic. Come on. I I couldn't believe you put him on again. I legitimately remember you saying (laughs) the last or the last sell show, you're like, never again. Never again am I going to put him on one of these. I've given up. And here we are. So go ahead, Rich. Take it off. Just like I'll never put a G at the end of my uh, words and I won't enunciate. I'll always say sell Derrick Henry. Now, listen, I, I get it. He's <laughs> he's a stud. You know, he is. He's an absolute stud, but you're talking about a guy who's gonna be he's gonna be twenty, he's twenty-eight, right? So he's gonna be a twenty-eight year this year playing. We know this is where the major drop is for running backs. We're talking about a guy that's had over fifteen hundred carries in the NFL so far. He's coming off a major injury. I mean, he had to have a plate put in, he had to have screws put into his plate uh foot as well. 
So he's come off that injury. He's a big running back. He runs hard. He doesn't offer a lot of PPR value. I mean, this is a guy, when you're looking at Dynasty ADP uh, right now, he still holds pretty good value when it comes to Dynasty ADP. Right now on Fantasy Pros, Dynasty ADP, he is currently running back 9 overall, 18 overall in the startup. To me, that says Derrick Henry still holds really good value. And now that a lot of us have had our uh, our rookie draft, there's still some teams left holding the bag that were missing out, the hope to get running backs. Like, oh, somebody took James Cook right before I was going to take him. These championship caliber teams need help. And a name like Derrick Henry, where he might only have this year and the year after that to go, he's going to hold tremendous value in their eyes. You can easily get a 23 first for Derrick Henry right now. Definitely it's a back end first. I am selling there. Even if I'm a contender, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get an upside running back to go come back to me in Derrick Henry's place and a 23 first on top. And you know, maybe that's Tyler Al- Algier. Maybe it's Rashad White. Maybe it's Samir White, one of those guys that are uh, upside running backs that was, went in the second round of this year's draft and 23 first. But I'm, that's what I'm doing. Now, I will say this as well. If I'm a contender and I'm all in for the ship, None of these cells matter because you're going for the championship. But if you're middle of the road and you have some question marks and, or even you're somewhat suspect on your team, it, it's, it's not a, it's about selling at the right time and get out the, you still get value because if Derrick Henry goes down with another injury this year, his value has gone. Like his floor plummets. He's worth, you wouldn't be able to get a 23 second for him. And right now for him to hold value, he's got to get, and what are we looking at? Over 20 touches per game. They're bringing Hassan Haskins out there. Uh, doesn't worry me too much, but this is a guy who's still going to rely on volume and a ton of volume. We don't know how they're going to use Traylon Burks in the passing game. Are they going to use him? How they'd use him in Arkansas and bring him close to the line of scrimmage? Will that take away some? They signed Austin Hooper. They trade for Robert Woods. So to me, this is like the last hurrah for a guy like Derrick Henry. And I think this is going to be the last year you could probably get, because no matter what, if this year is going to be 29, nobody's giving you a 23 first. One, as we get closer to that draft class. Two, for a 29-year-old running back. So this is the prime time to sell. And even if you would have sold last year, that would have been a good time to sell, right? Because he, I know he, had a, he started the year off super hot, but he ended up getting hurt. And we said at the beginning of the year, it's like this. Derrick Henry's kind of due at this age. Like he's never been hurt, really. Like he's probably due for an injury, which is – I know that's crazy to say, but it came to fruition nonetheless. The crystal balls were shining that day. So for it's, me, I'm it, selling it, Derrick Henry. It's crazy to say, Rich, but we broke it down. We looked at it last year. The the running backs that have over 300 carries for multiple seasons in a row, they hit a cliff pretty pretty consistently, and he's done that. He he actually w- went above and ab- beyond a lot of the other players. But I do see him being a guy that's just going to be kind of nicked up going forward. I don't think we're going to get the same kind of production. So I actually like this sell. I know like fifth time's a charm, and we finally <laughs> we finally might be hitting on this one. But um, I do think this is a good sell for you, um, a good time to sell because, like you mentioned, he's not getting any younger. It's he's one injury away from basically having little to no value. I mean, second round value. Like, are you really going to sell him for that? You might just end up holding on to him and, and going down with the ship, hoping that he maybe has a, a couple of good games and you can get more come next season. But now, right now, he's in everyone's eyes. He's healthy. They they think they know what they're going to get for him, and this is probably when his value is going to be at its high point, in my opinion, anyway. 
I mean, I'm in the trade finder here. I'm seeing some trades. Derrick Henry and a third for Joe Mixon. Derrick Henry and a 23 first for a 24 first and Kenneth Walker and Nicole Hardman. Uh, Derrick Henry for a 22 first straight up. So, I mean, that's that's right around his value right now. That first round. I love that mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker move. Like, if you could make a lateral adjustment from Derrick Henry to Kenneth Walker altogether, like, I would love that. It'd be hard to do that for a team that picked in the top five to make that move. But I love that lateral move there as well, maybe for a contender. But you're right, Matt. Once these injuries start, they don't stop. What no, do you think, Eric? It's only going to get worse. Yeah, well, somebody his age, too. Once you, once you get to that 28 point, I mean, we talk about 26 being – you know, a little like, eesh, I don't know, once I get to 26, 20, 28 is significantly beyond that at this point. So uh, I'm never going to argue if if we have any running back on here over the age of 25, 26 years old, and we're talking about them as a sell, I, I will never have a good argument against selling that player, uh, specifically in dynasty leagues, uh, just where things change so quickly, injuries happen so often, and guys hit cliffs so quickly and their teams are just more than willing to draft a guy in the third, draft a guy in the second, and just replace these players. Um, they have no hesitation in doing so. So, yeah, I have I have zero issue with it. It's uh, it, it it's almost heartwarming, though, to hear his name on this again. So, you know, I'm glad he's back. No, this feels like an off-season tradition. Let's, I mean, let's all have a, yeah. a sip here. That's the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for everything. Thanks for being so consistently on our uh, sell list. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, people are like, oh, my favorite quote all the time is like, well, Rich, you said to sell Derrick Henry because he wasn't good. And I, my, my line is, I was right for the first three years of his career. <laughs> and now we're going to be right for <laughs> the last true. three years, too. All right. <laughs> I, I mean, imagine, I mean, you got two and a half good years out of him. You got no good three years. I mean, that's a really good run for a running yeah, back. Is, you know, yeah, hashtag absolutely. two to three year window. So, Maybe he comes out with another big year this year. I'd be surprised if he makes it through the full year with that plate in his foot uh, and the way he runs and how big he is and how heavy he is. So cash out time. Matt, give me a sell right now in Dynasty Fans Football for a running back. All right, so I'm going to go with a guy that uh, was running back eight last year in PPR. Um, similarly aged guy, 27 years old, and I'm going James Conner. You know, I'm going to cash in on the fact that he signed back with Arizona and Chase Edmonds left in free agency. You know, they, they obviously they, they brought in Keontae Ingram, who is a later round guy. But I think at this point, everyone thinks that James Conner is going to be the guy going forward, at least for this year. And I'm going to, I'm going to cash in on that fact um, and, and really kind of sell high on him right now. And I did go through the, the trade finder and kind of dig out some trades before I got on and you know, there was a, there was a couple that caught my eye, um, and I, I wanted to get your feeling on one of them um, because I wasn't sure. Well, I wasn't sure how to feel about one of them. So the first one that I really liked was Deontay Johnson and a twenty two second for for James Conner. I mean, that, that Oof, all yeah. day is is gonna you know that's gonna be a smash except for me a straight up a, a two thousand twenty a twenty two first for James Conner. I'm gonna I'm gonna swallow that up every time. But the one that I was like, I was kind of curious to get your guys reaction because i wasn't quite sure how i felt about it was was james connor for calvin ridley um obviously calvin ridley he's not going to be playing this year and he's gonna be 29 when he gets back i kind of feel like that one i i I see what they were trying to do with it but that's not the kind of move i'd want to make for a guy like connor i'd want something that i i'd want to try to cash in and get something that i could 
get in my starting lineup this year or a rookie or something like that to kind of, you know, replenish the position a bit. What do you guys feel about that? Yeah. Calvin really so the only thing I can think about that trade is like somehow you're trying to like tank for 23, right? Like yeah. I'm trying to get offload James Connors to help me. And, you know, I'm trying to get more 23 first. I want to be in position to get like a Bijan Robinson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And if I move James Conner off now and I get Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley being an asset for me to trade next year and helps me lose this year. I mean, that's the only logical. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for making that because that didn't make sense in my head at all. So that does kind of make a little bit of sense. But anyway, digging back into James Conner, um, he's a guy that last year didn't really – I mean, everyone loved him. He was a fantasy darling, but he produced based mostly off his touchdowns. It was 15 touchdowns, touchdowns. that he scored. He only had 752 yards. So this is something I would, I would like to get out from James Conner before the season starts. I think he'll have another good start. But he started fading towards the end of the season. The coaches talked about needing to dial it back a little bit. And then they go and they draft a guy, Keontae Ingram, who, you know, it was a later round guy. So not a lot of people are worried too much about him, but he's a similar size back. He catches passes nicely out of the backfield. So I, there, if, if Connor's touchdowns regress, which I think is a must at 15, like there's no way he's going to be able to maintain that level, you're looking at a guy that's probably closer to, running back two status and if you if he finishes a running oh, back two status this year where is his value going to be next year when he's 28 years old and there's a guy that has flashed a little bit behind him you know what i mean so he, he's a guy that you might not even be able to get a second round draft pick for next year and right now you're getting guys like deontay johnson and a second or a first round pick or calvin ridley so i think now before the season starts is the time to get rid of james connor get him off your roster obviously like rich said if you're going for a ship He's probably a guy you're going to hold on to and just hope for the best. But if you're not a serious contender, definitely get James Conner off your your roster. Or if you can do something where you're getting somebody back in the trade that you can plug into your starting lineup immediately at the running back position, I'm I'm okay doing that if you get a little bit younger as well. So um, James Conner is a guy that me personally, I'm trying to get off my rosters at this point. I think that James Cook is a good sell for me too, uh, partly because of the well, James the Connor. Touchdown. You know, what did I say, James Cook? Yeah, you said uh, James Cook. We're not one selling of the James, James Cook. <laughs> one of the James C's. Uh, James Connor uh, is is partly because of the touchdowns. Yeah. Anytime that you have somebody with a super high touchdown total, we knows we know that's not the most sticky stat. So there's a good chance there's going to be a strong regression in that. I, not that I don't think he couldn't still you know squeak into the double digits or something like that, but he just put it up as up an absurd total last year, and I just have a hard time seeing that uh, happen again this year. So I, I'm with you once again. Older running back, banged up guy. Do for regression. I think it's a good sell. Yeah, and, and yeah, nothing thing, screams that more. And the thing was, when he re-signed with Arizona, I I really liked that. I, I thought that was his best landing spot for and, sure. And it's his best landing spot, I think, for his value to sell. You know what I mean? Like that's how I read the whole situation as of now. Yeah, his value has it's never gonna it's never gonna be higher than it is now. You're talking about a running back who, who's I mean, let's face, I mean, he's pretty much a jag, right? There's nothing that he does exceptionally well. He's really good at the goal line in between the tackles, right there. Uh, you mentioned a guy who didn't get over 900 yards rushing, 15 touchdowns. It's all touchdown, natural regression. We see this year in, year out, these kind of guys that do that. They're forced their way to the top. And anytime you get a running back that comes out and splashes, right, as a running back one because of 
whether it be his receptions or because of his touchdowns, but it's more of an outlier. He's only done it one in his career. Odds are he's only going to do it that once. That goes back to their, the historical study we did on running backs becoming running back ones more than once. You know, these guys right. find themselves in these positions, whether they were just able to stay healthy for 15 games and get all the carries. They got an absorbent amount of receptions, kind of like Leonard Fournette last year. Uh, guys that are are just the focal point of the offense for, for one year, they always regress. And James Conner right here is the status quo for, to me, a sell coming off a running back one year on a really good team that is losing DeAndre Hopkins the first six months of the uh, the first six games of the season. This is another player you could probably, if you haven't had your rookie draft yet, can get a 22 first four. Or with some maneuvering, you could probably get a 23 first form as well. So this is a classic sell for me. Like this is, you've been sitting on James Conner. He finally puts up some really good numbers and you can actually get some return on him. Because sometimes you get, that's the thing. Sometimes you get stuck with these running backs, which isn't a bad thing because we always need the depth, right? Right. But one, to me, I'm always just waiting for the right, that's how I feel about these running backs. Like I'm always just waiting for the right opportunity to sell, right? Like Correct. Yep. even Jonathan Taylor, I have in multiple leagues. I'm like, all right, keep doing good. Keep building that mecha value where the one, one overall and dynasty startup or top five, because that's what I'm going to have to sell. That's what I have to look at that window. Maybe, and maybe, you know, maybe like Bijan Robinson puts himself in a position next year on a really good roster. I can sell Jonathan Taylor for Bijan Robinson plus. And some are like, Oh, that's stupid. Okay. I'm always looking for the years at running back, right? Like I'm always looking for the years. Like who's 21, who's 22, who's 23. Cause once you get to 25 and I can go three years out of you, I just want to ship you out. And it's a good way to stay really competitive in your dynasty leagues, right? Like is you, you flip that running back for another running back who has a just as good a chance to be a running back one, maybe not that high end, but you get that other asset too. these draft picks, that young receiver to keep replenishing that dynasty roster. And if you just keep flipping these running backs and you, and you, and you can acquire them correctly, then it's a good way to stay competitive for a very long time. And that's how I operate all my dynasty leagues is I, I use my running backs for strength. And if I want to kind of reload a little bit, it's always a quicker reload when I could sell my running backs for that young receiver and put myself in a position to have no running backs, right? But like now I have the young receivers and I got that extra draft capital from trading those running backs. I have those extra first. Now that reload or rebuilds a little bit quicker because I acquired the young receivers. They're finally come their own. I have extra draft capital and I just got to draft these guys and plug and play them and then get a couple PPR guys behind them. Those JD McKissick guys, right? That can come in here, be my bye week fillers. And obviously you got You hope to stay healthy. That's how I maintain a good dynasty team that can be competitive is by cycling through these running backs. Another running back here. Here's a prime example of somebody that I'm looking to sell. It's Cam Akers of the Ram. And I know I've said this multiple times on the podcast, but look at last year. What he did was phenomenal. He comes in, comes back from Achilles heel and he Achilles tear tear an Achilles tear. And he comes back out for the playoffs and I mean, look what he did. And I don't want to hold that against him because he just came back so quickly. Like, cause he didn't look explosive. He didn't look overly athletic. He didn't look very good, but he didn't look very good. He didn't look explosive. And I'm not <laughs> going to hold here. that against him, but he didn't look well, good. Also, come on, he didn't look come explosive. Off that injury, I mean, Matt, I mean, what are the odds of hit those, like his explosive coming back to the way it was 
pre-injury from Achilles. I mean, that's the biggest thing about Achilles. It takes away some of your explosiveness, if not all it of it absolutely sometimes. does. Yeah. So the fact that he was losing some of that last year, that that's a concern. It was already a running back I felt that was overhyped as it was for his ADP. Like we see it every year, these running backs, he fell in that category. Yep. I mean, his ADP right now for Cam Akers, and when you're looking at him, um, he is currently running back overall. Oh, he's actually down a little bit. He's running back number 14 overall, 28th overall in startup, which is still too high for me when there's running backs behind him, like yeah. David Montgomery, Travis Etienne is behind him. Guys like that, that could flip him for like, I'd, if I could flip Cam Akers for his hype right now and get like a Zeke Elliott, right? Flip him for Zeke Elliott and get something on top. Maybe I, maybe I get a 23 first, uh, and Zeke Elliott, and I give you Cam Akers and either a player I don't want or a draft pick on top. But the, the positive is that the hype is there for Cam Akers. And let's look what they did. They draft Kyron Williams in the fifth round. Kyron Williams, we talked about in the podcast, is probably one of the best third down running backs in this draft class. Like him, James Cook catches the ball really well. He's a good third down running back. But Kyron Williams blocks really well, and he catches the ball really well. So they take him in the fifth round. They still got Daryl Henderson. They lose their left tackle and Andrew Whitworth. They lose their left guard in uh, Austin Corbett. Corbett. And I know, yeah, the guy they're going to bring in uh, at left tackle will give a chance. Like, I think his name is like Whitcomb, I think, or something along those lines. But he's he was really good in pass protection, but he didn't rank out really good versus a run. And on top of that, this is a pass-first offense. This ball will always be in Matt Stafford's hands. They will always be throwing the football. It's the reason Cooper Cup was just dominating last year and scoring 100 points more than wide receiver two last year. They bring in Allen Robinson. They still have Van Jefferson. They're still talking about bringing back Odell Beckham, which is what I totally expect. Everybody's like, oh, he's probably going to go to Green Bay. There's a good chance that the Rams will, like, by the time he's ready to play in November, late November, he might just go back to Rams for a super cheap deal cheap deal to, to run it back. So Cam Maker is in the position. He's on a, he's on a pass-first team that's going to pass the football a ton. He's coming off an injury uh, last year that take away explosiveness. He didn't look as explosive coming back last year. They draft a really good third down running back and have Daryl Henderson here. Like it's going to be hard for Cam Akers, who already doesn't have a ton of carries in the NFL or his career as it is, to come in and produce those running back one numbers. Even take one running back one out of it. He's he's got an ADP right now of running back fourteen. I don't predict Cam Akers finishing as high as running back 14. I think Kenneth Walker will outproduce him. I think Brees Hall will outproduce him. I think it's crazy to sound. There's a chance even a guy like J.D. McKissick and Kareem Hunt could outproduce him. Cam Akers Ooh. to me is a mid-range to low-end running back to at best. At, and this is this is in his prime, right? And once this comes to fruition, if it comes to fruition, I'm going to speak in facts because you just never know. So I, I'm not going to sit here and speak in facts. But my my prediction, looking at my crystal balls, is that that's where he's going to be. At best, running back 17, 18, right around there. And if it gets a little worse than that, and he finishes right around 23, this ADP of 14, definitely with all the good running backs that are coming in next year, and a couple will have a surprise this year, He's going to drop significantly lower than what he is. And his ADP will be about running back 24, 25. And you just lost a really good opportunity. He's going to take that Miles Sanders dump that, you know, that his ADP took after he was sky high and then didn't show out and got a little bit nicked up in that one season. So it is going to plummet. Um, go ahead, Rich. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you do it to me all the time. So. Oh, 
Oh, I'm totally fine being cut off. So, like, I mean, do you guys suspect that you could get, like, right now, like, okay, like, say, what I said before, sell Derrick Henry. Like, it's going to be hard to sell Derrick Henry to get Kenneth Walker, like, at, like, one, two, one, three, right? Because that team's not interested in that. But you have a chance to get, sell Cam Akers for Kenneth Walker, a real good chance. Doing that all day. Matt, at least you're you're just getting cut off. You're you're not getting skipped altogether. At least, so yeah, you just totally skipped Garrett's guy. <laughs> you, oh, did that's I? All right, Rich. You, yeah, you missed me. It's okay. <laughs> we were having a little solo show, me and you. I was gonna go next just to screw Garrett again. <laughs> yeah, I'll just Garrett I'll just back back bring up guys. the caboose. <laughs> well, I, I apologize. I apologize about that. But Garrett, what do you think about uh, where do you stand in Dynasty as Cam Akers? Uh, right now today like what do you say you own cam Akers, garrett in two out of three leagues say you're only in three leagues because you you don't play a lot of dynasty you don't know much uh you, you don't got a lot going on you don't study the game you don't do podcasts or anything like that what do you, you what you do you do with your cam Akers, garrett, go ahead all of it <laughs> yeah it's it's a tough spot uh for me as the person that doesn't know much uh to know what to do with cam Akers. <laughs> Uh, in that scenario, but uh, in real life, I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. I I was very torn on him as a prospect coming in. I remember talking about it multiple times. We're talking about one of the biggest boom bust prospects in the class, and so far, you've seen moments of boom. We've we've seen moments, but overall, we've seen a lot more bust than we have boom. And part of that is due Moment. to injury, and you can't project injuries. It's it's tough to know, but. In the games that he's played, he's only had a few boom games. Most of the other games so far have been bust. And the difference between him and Derrick Henry is he's got the age on his side. So you actually can sell Cam Akers for these you know, younger pieces, these younger running backs, these draft picks. He's still a very desirable piece, even for the savvy players that, like us, that are saying, you know, 26, I – you, you have to give me a severe discount for me to take him because I don't want to be left holding the bag. Most people think at this point they're not holding the bag. He was a younger running back coming in already. So he still has, in theory, plenty of seasons left. But I'm just as concerned as you are. Uh, and I, in real life, don't have any shares of Cam Akers. So uh, we are in the same boat. Yeah, I feel – I would think there's a strong chance the Rams start a running back next year is not on the roster currently. That's how I feel about that. And, it's possible. You know, so if, if you want to risk it for Cam Akers, feel free to do so. I hate, I hate risking it for guys like this, right? Like I hate going in for a guy like this that has such a low floor and the ceiling honestly isn't as high as you want, want it to be anyways. I mean, Shoney Michelle ran good there uh, and you're still not going to get... The problem is even the carries he's going to get he, if he was really good, he probably still wouldn't get where his ADP is at right now. So, Cam I mean, here's a good question: Can Cam Akers or Michael Pittman Jr. Pittman, yeah, Pittman easily, yeah, all day. And that's a that's a move you can make a lateral move without training a running back. Go ahead, Matt. Um, Cam Akers was a second round draft pick, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. All right. I was just curious. They he went ahead uh, of J.K. I Dobbins. I was looking at the positional breakdowns of of how clubs spend money, and Dallas Cowboys are way up at the top, twenty four million at the running back position, all the way at the bottom. The Rams they're spending five point five million dollars this year against the cap on the running back position. So it's not even something that they necessarily value 
from a monetary standpoint, and they don't have a lot of cap space anyway. Um, so if he, when his contract does run up, I would, I would imagine they're not going to spend big on him They're They got money to spend in other places. Like you said, they're probably going to draft somebody else, somebody that's doesn't have the injury history, somebody that will come in and just be able to compete right away. I think there's greater so. chance Cam Akers out of the league in four years than him being a running back one again. Or not again, ever. Ever, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with is, you there. Which is uh, bold. Think, yeah, no, I think that's, I'm with you there as well. Um, like Garrett had mentioned, when we when we were discussing him coming out, he was very raw. He was a guy that had good athleticism, maybe not all the instincts that you wanted to see out of running back. And I think that's probably why he flashes some, because there's going to be times when his athleticism does flash, no matter what, because that's the kind of talent he is. Um, whether or not he can get back to that point after the surgery, we'll see. Um, but uh, I don't think that he's ever going to be the most instinctive runner that, out, out there on the field. And, and and again, we have to think about like the guys ahead of him, right? Like who, like who is Cam Akers going to outproduce? He's not outproducing Jonathan Taylor. Say these guys are all healthy, right? He's not outproducing Austin Eckler. He's not outproducing Najee Harris, Joe Mixon. You probably won't outproduce James Conner, but that's probably a close comp they could. Mm -hmm. uh, Leonard Fournette, you know, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, Dalvin Cook, Javante Williams, uh, Derrick Henry, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, you know, Christian Saquon McCaffrey. Barkley. There's so many guys out there. Right. Christian McCaffrey. So it's and I, I saw that tweet out there. Like, does anybody else have as many wide receiver twos as Rich does? He has 32 of them out there. How's naming wide receiver twos? So, <laughs> you know, we say this on the podcast a lot. Like, you have to remember that there's only 12 running back ones, and one of them will be a PPR guy who you don't even ex suspect it to be. You know, it could be James Cook this year. And then there's only 12 running back twos. There's only, you know, there's a very limited supply of these guys. And where does Cam Akers fit in? coming off an Achilles injury on a pass-first team. You think he's going to be a running back one or top 15 running backs? Tell me who he's going to be ahead of. And I'm sure there's some good debate there and some good conversation, but the odds are lower. And again, I play I play Dynasty Fantasy Football like I play poker, right? Like I'm looking at odds and percentages and where are the best times to go all in or make the bets I want to make. And Cam Akers is not a good bet, man. It's like it's you get real excited because you have like seven eight suited and you're like oh this is sweet <laughs> you know I'm gonna race it's, sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't Garrett give us your first sell <laughs> well before I do I want to talk about ultimate autographs I mentioned them last week for the first time this is a company that I am very very familiar with and I'm telling you guys you got to check this out. This is different than a lot of the things you've had opportunities to do before. I've seen some people do card breaks. I've been involved. It's the same type of concept as sports cards break, sport card breaks, only it's for autograph memorabilia. Guys like Tom Brady, guys like Jonathan Taylor, guys, you know, these big name players that we really like. Yeah, it's breaks for helmets and jerseys and autographed memorabilia just galore of these players. Best of all, we have a promo code for you, just like we always do. Promo code NERDS. That's $5 off your first live break spot in the UA Live Break Room. That's promo code NERDS. I'm telling you, you can go in there. You can win hundreds of dollars worth of memorabilia, and it's all just for 
one live break spot. The live break spots for jerseys, you're looking at anywhere from 20 to 25 bucks. And you could be walking away like this Jerry Rice one behind me. Yeah, that was from Ultimate Autographs. That's where you can get that kind of stuff. Promo code nerds, ultimateautographs.com. All right. And my first uh my first sell is one that uh it felt wrong at first for me to say this because he was Ooh. the number two ranked running back last year, but it's Austin Eckler. Uh, I have Austin Eckler as a sell. Now there's a few different reasons here right now. Currently he is RB seven, uh, according to sleepers, ADP and 21st overall. So you're looking at a mid second round pick, but he's 27 years old. And for some reason, when guys like Dalvin Cook and and Alvin Kamara, these guys are 26, turning 27. I feel like there's a different view of Austin Eckler than there is these other guys. I don't know if they think the age cliff won't apply to him, where he's like superhuman and he won't lose any speed or something. I don't know. But it, see, it feels like people view Austin Eckler differently than all these other guys. But So I dug into his numbers a little bit because I'm like, you know, what What am I looking at here for Austin Eckler? He had a fantastic year. I mentioned he was running back two last year. But I was kind of, I don't want to say surprised, uh, but the Isaiah Spiller landing spot to the, the Chargers was, was interesting. Now, Austin Eckler is still going to have his role, but I do think that they've been looking for this between-the-tackles guy for a long time. And when they didn't really have one last year, they defaulted to Austin Eckler doing it. His highest rush attempts before last season were 132. Last year, 206. So we're talking more than 70 more rush attempts than he had ever had at any point in his career. Last year, he had 557 rushing, or sorry, uh, his highest up until last year, 557 rushing yards. Last year, he had 911. I don't know that those numbers are sustainable with Isaiah Spiller there. I think he's going to come in and do more of the between the tackles work. But the biggest one, the biggest turnoff to me for him being drafted this high and why I think he's a good sell, Austin Eckler had 12 rushing touchdowns last year. His highest in a season before last year was three. Three. So you go from three to 12 is a massive jump. I don't think that they're going to want to use him along the goal line. I would be surprised if he had more than five or six next uh, next season. I think that would be a good amount for him. I'm not saying he can't be an RB1 again, but I think it's going to be very difficult with Isaiah Spiller there for him to be once again a top five running back. And I think this is a great time to sell before he hits that 27, 28, and we start to see that those signs of aging. Uh, I was, uh, before you go, man, I was going to say real quick, just because sometimes when we're on here to say sell a guy doesn't mean we don't think the guy's going to be good this year. Uh, we don't think sure. he's a quality player. Absolutely. It just means dynasty is a game of buying and selling at the right time. It's as simple as that. And mm-hmm. yes, a player might still have a year and maybe two years of really good or, or solid numbers. But like Garrett said earlier, you don't want to be left holding the bag in dynasty. It's about reloading and replenishing. And that's how you stay competitive a long time. I mean, if you want to like fall off a cliff and then completely go into the abyss and reload, that's fine too. But if you want to try and stay competitive in your league, continually win year in and out, these are the kind of moves you got to make at this time. It's always the running back. And I'm with Garrett. I mean, those, they drafted Isaiah Spiller. 
he's going to come in. He's going to get some of those goal line carries. Austin Eckler was to be very valuable in a pass game, so I think Spiller does help him there. But with those touchdown regressions, probably in line. Now, he'll play a little bit longer because he was hurt last year, so he will have more receptions to offset that. But instead of being that running back two, two overall. Ago. Okay. That was two years ago. Being, he played all 16 last year. Okay, so instead of being maybe running back two next year, maybe he's running back six, and then the year after that, he's running back 12, and then he's running back like 24. Like Austin Eckler is in that prime example of like, people are expecting him to be a top three running back this year, so you could probably get that value out of him right now. Matt, what were you saying? No, that's what I was going to, I was going to echo something pretty similar. Um, he really, you know, I had him on a team last year. I won the championship. It was him and Cooper cup that, and Justin Jefferson and a couple of other really good players that, that really carried me. <laughs> but at the running back position, he was the guy that I could rely on week in and week out um, to, to, you know, to be my starting lineup and just set it and forget it. And, and it was great. But this year he's definitely one of these guys I'm thinking about moving because I've had him on my team, you know, ever since I, I mean I picked him up off of waiver wires in that league. So um I've had him for a long time and he's finally, I think, hit his peak. And if I can if I can get out now and get really good value on him, I still have some other really good pieces at the running back position on that team. So I, I think I could kind of unload him get the hall and, and start reloading at the position um, from, from, you know, draft picks either this year or next year and feel great about it. And that's, that's what you need to do. Like you were just explaining, Rich, he's 27 years old. It's not going to get much better than it, than it was last year. And I, and my suspicion is it's going to slowly start to decline and get worse. And the, the Isaiah Spiller drafting, um, I think is a big, they're tipping their hat there. They're, they want to dial back his in between the tackle stuff. They finally got serious and got a guy that wasn't kind of like a scrub behind him, which I think they were trying to do. They were trying to like piece it together with late round guys and see if they could hit some, you know, hit, hit pater with one of those guys they never ended up doing it all those other guys that they drafted were just guys and isaiah spiller is better than just a guy um so i think he can actually be a guy that lightens the load between the tackles at the goal line so i think there's definitely going to be regression especially from the, the the rushing uh touchdown uh perspective but likely from the attempt um uh, the rushing attempts as well. I think that's all Garrett was trying to say. Like last year were season highs and it was, it was out of a, a necessity, but they don't need to this year as long as Isaiah Spiller's there and he's healthy. So I, I think there's definitely going to be a regression. And just to back, think back off that, Matt, too, of like what Isaiah Spiller could do about the guys they had behind him. This offense is set up for running back success and Austin Eckler is designed to come in here and catch these pass catch the backs, but they're looking for that in, in between the tackles runner and they're going to mm-hmm. have to pay Justin Herbert soon. Uh, is going to get a major deal. And the pro- they're looking for somebody like Isaiah Spiller to come in on his rookie deal to be that guy to offset and get rid of Austin Eckler's contract, right? And this offense is set up to make other running backs look good. And we can all agree that Isaiah Spiller is most likely better than Justin Jackson. And when Justin Jackson came in and then the year last year, like he looked really good. Most running backs have given the opportunity are going to look pretty good, right? Like if they get the carries. And last year, over the last three games of the year, Justin Jackson was running back number 11 overall because he was given the opportunity. And there's no reason Isaiah Spiller can't come in here and if given the opportunity, be that low-end running back one, high mid-range running back two because of the offense he's in. That's a high-powered offense, and it's, it's always going to produce a very solid fantasy football running back. So for me... I think the bringing in a spiller, what this team's going to be looking to do, to do, they just paid Mike Williams. 
with Keenan Allen. There's going to come a point here they're going to have to pay uh, Justin Herbert, and Austin Eckler will be out of the fold at that point. It's going to be a young rookie running back for this Chargers offense. And if it's not Isaiah Spiller, we'll know who that is within the next two years of who that's going to be. Either it'll be next year or the year after that will be the long-term young running back for the, the Chargers. And this is a prime opportunity to sell a guy like Austin Eckler for a massive return. Matt, who's your uh, last guy? All right, so my last guy on the list um, is another guy that finished pretty high last year, running back five in PPR. And you mentioned him briefly earlier, um, and it's Leonard Fournette, you know, 27 years old. Um, and he did that mostly based off the fact that he caught 69 receptions. He had 84 targets for 454 yards and and two touchdowns because his rushing totals were – they were just blah. They were there. He had 180 attempts for 811 yards, eight touchdowns. So nothing really to write home about. Um, but the, you know, we've seen Lenny do it before and have a ton of passes and have value. So what's different this year, right? That than in years past, there's already been reports coming out this year in the off season that, he maybe does a little bit too much ad-libbing, doesn't necessarily know where he's supposed to be on all his pass plays. And then they go out and get Rashad White, who last year had 43 receptions, 456 yards um, through the air. To me, that spell that spells that Lenny's on his way out. He's not going to be getting 84 targets again this year if he's not where Tom Brady wants him and he's ad-libbing on pass plays and he's not necessarily in the right even area of the field. Um, so none of that is is good news for for Leonard Fournette because before that I heard that news and you know obviously before they they drafted uh, Rashad White, I I was I thought Leonard Fournette re-signing there would be a very good fit. He would be able to maintain his value. But with the combination of the draft pick and then the news of, of you know, that has to be leaked from the team somewhere um, that he's maybe not where he needs to be on pass routes, um, it kind of, I guess, opened my eyes a bit to the fact that maybe maybe Leonard Fournette's not going to be the guy that we all thought he was going to be. He's not going to be hoovering in all these targets. They re-signed Gio Bernard on top of that, which I thought was a little odd, but because he didn't do much last year, but maybe maybe he's a guy that they want to get in acclimated into the passing game a little bit a little bit more this year as well. So um, for me, if Leonard Fournette's not going to be getting 84 targets, 69 uh, receptions, he's not a guy that's going to be finishing in the top 10, and he's probably going to be either high-end running back two or, or even lower based off his rushing totals alone. Another team that throws the ball a lot yep. as well. You got to remember Leonard Fournette going last year was a freaky uh, thing that more than half the year he led the league in receptions amongst running backs, which is crazy. They draft Rashad White in the third round. Rashad White is good at catching the football. He's explosive and good to the outside there. Uh, they're going to try and find a role for him in this offense. Like you mentioned, Matt, Leonard Fournette's probably not long for this team. Definitely Rashad White can find his way into this offense and find Tom Brady's trust. And again, Tom Brady's offered $37 million a year to call, call football games. So this is probably Tom Brady's last year. Right. And so it puts him in a better position there for Rashad White to be the running back going forward. Still, I mean, not as much value. I think, 
I think you probably get a little, little less for Leonard Fournette than a lot of these other guys we talked about. Cause I think a lot of people probably have that viewpoint, but he's still coming off a massive year where he's views a running back one in Tampa Bay, just signed an extension and a return is there. I think you might have to get a little bit more creative in your trade when you trade away Leonard Fournette. Like you're probably, have to, it'd probably be like a package deal. Like nobody's giving you a 23 first for Leonard Fournette. No. I mean, unless you're in I don't season, think so. you know, I don't think so either, but I think this is, this is still like, if you have him, his value is not going up at this point. It's, it's only going down. And with the news that I, I just talked about, I, it could be going down in a hurry. I'm, I'm one of these guys that's probably jumping ship on Lenny right now. I don't think I'm jumping ship quite as much. Uh, I understand older running back, you know, Tom Brady's going to be gone. Like I have no issue selling him. Don't get me wrong at all. Uh, but on a contender, I don't think I'm as worried partly because they just re-signed him this offseason. Like if it was really that bad, yeah. you know, why didn't they go get Melvin Gordon or or Chase Edmonds or somebody else that could catch catch the football? Like I, I just don't know why they would re-sign him if things were really that bad. So, you know, maybe there are some grumblings and maybe that did happen here and there. But I think for me, I, I I'm not as nervous about that. I still think he's going to be the main ball carrier. I still think he's going to be Tom Brady's favorite. And it's probably his last year of being relevant. But I think it's similar to like a James Conner type of thing that if you're a contender, I think he's I think he's pretty a pretty solid player. But if you're not a true contender, that's all these guys absolutely sell him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Moose said to begin, I think all these guys, if you're a contender, you're pretty much holding because they all can produce this year. It's it's just if you're a contender, these are all guys who have question marks for 2023. Yeah, if you're a contender, you might even be buying a couple of these guys that we're calling sells right now. I mean, for sure, just because you're going to sure. get yeah, short-term production fl- out of them. Yeah, it's a fluid situation, and for me, like when I'm a contender, I'm holding off on running backs until, like, I, I try to hold off as like long six, as I can. Seven, eight. Like, running backs are going to be more. Ex- yeah, you know, what I, mean? I mean, well, one because you don't know if the running backs are going to even help you. You don't know where your team is. Like, I hate buying running backs this early because a couple injuries could happen in preseason or no in, yeah. or uh training camp and all of a sudden my dynasty team looks drastically different and i just paid a future first for a running back nonetheless uh right the running back right. himself might not last to week six so if i'm a, and if i'm a contender odds are my team's strong enough where I, i'm a running back away i can get to week six week seven and that's what i want to buy because there might be a, a guy that is cheaper it might be short term, but all these guys we're talking about are short term anyways. Or that's when the price tag of Guy Leonard Fournette all of a sudden, who's six months older, his price tag has dropped even a little bit more and looking for that discount. So I try to hold off on those guys. But yeah, you're probably buying all these guys. I mean, even Derrick Henry. Derrick, Derrick Henry's price tag will be drastically cheaper six months from now than it is right now today. Yep. No, I, I agree. Which, I which that, is why you should, which is why you should sell them right now, because <laughs> it's only. But, I, but no, I do I, think, right? To to the to the to the show though, I do think that there are running backs that are older in the tooth that are still better running back buys than some of these ones, just because of where the current ADP is for a lot of these ones. They're going to be more expensive. Yeah, we're talking about next show. Exactly. <laughs> They're going to be more expensive than some of the other ones. So, like, while I get it, people might still want these guys. I still don't think you're maximizing value. I think there's other old running backs that maximize value a little bit more based on where you can get them and what you have to pay for them. For buys, and we're going to dive right in those guys in about 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, those guys. let me let me hurry us along. Our My last running back sell of the show 
is another one that's a, a little bit on the younger side, similar to a a Cam Akers, uh, but that's Damian Harris. Uh, currently, Damian Harris's ADP is at exactly 100 in Superflex leagues, and he is running back 27. Now, my biggest concern uh, before this offseason was, one, the Patriots, you never 100% know what they're doing at running back. Uh, they can mix never. and match as they please, and they have no problem with it. But on top of that, Ramondre Stevenson looked really good last year. So I was already concerned. Well, then Bill has to come out and draft Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris with a, what was it, fourth and sixth round pick? Or so I don't remember exactly what it was, but they were both these mid round yep. picks for two running backs that have talent, both guys that can play. So this just seems like the writing is on the wall for me that Damian Harris is on the way out. So I thought about it that I was like, well, what can you really get for Damian Harris? So I was like, I want to make sure that this is actually a worthwhile sell. So I looked at the the uh, the trade finder, and there were some trades that I would still absolutely make giving up Damian Harris today. There's a, quite a few of them where you give Damian Harris in a third, and you get a first-round pick, whether that's in 22 or 23. If I can pull that off, what? yes, I would absolutely do it. There's others where you get multiple second round picks. Yep, I would do that. I would sell. I would sell yep. for multiple second round picks, especially if there is a 2023 second rounder amongst those second round picks. There's some other decent players in there. There was uh, one in there where it was a package deal with like him and a first. I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look, but there are deals that can still be made because teams need running back so desperately, especially if it's a team that already has Ramondre. They might want to pair the two up together so they have both in case one takes off. But Damian Harris is still a viable sell. I think get him off your team while you can. I get that he's still relatively young, but it is it is not for long for Damian Harris in New England. No, and, and I yeah. think they've proven NFL. over the years. I think they've proven over the years that they're, they're not going to, pay a guy at the running back position either there i mean they they had james white there for a really long time and that was really about it other than that they've been cycling through guys and even james white obviously um they went out and got pierre strong this year this is likely james white's last year and there they brought so, james white back that's what i was gonna say they brought james white back too yeah um, so they got a ton so of good running backs there they got they, five got, running backs they've got a lot of good running backs obviously they must have some kind of plan. You know, Bill, he's got some sort of plan. If he's got five running backs and he's going to keep them all, he's going to use them all to our our dismay, and they're going to have no value. So I, I would, I, if I were you, I'd sell right now too because it's going to be a mess there this year. Yeah, unless you're in a league with uh, Damian Harris's family, you're not going to get that first. That's uh, that's probably a one-off. Um, you can't. I saw I saw three deals. I saw three deals with Damian Harris and a third to get a first. Three of See, them. I'd be okay with giving. I would give Damian Harris and a second to get a first. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, would I. Mm -hmm. so that's the move I'm making, and because it is like Matt said, it, it's a it's a it's a roulette wheel of mystery at running back. Like you don't know who the guy is going to be. Like Pierre Strong could come in. I know he's in a pass catcher, but. It doesn't matter. It's a moot point because all the pass catching is going to be really for James White this year. So you're going to have Ramondre, Damian, Kevin, and uh, Pierre as the ground and pound guys. And Pierre does that really well. He's that north-south uh, runner. Had a big year 
And Ramondre showed flashes last year, running back good like Damon Harris, still young, look good. But like you said, it all boils down to they're probably going to all cannibalize each other a little bit, and nobody's going to offer true, real good running back value. So if you get any run, if you get any value in return, then I'm really happy. And if any way, if I use Damian Harris all to get a first round pick, then that's a win to me because Damian Harris is re, is re, uh, replaceable. So very replaceable, absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, that's it. That's our show. Yep. Now we mentioned before, like some dynasty buys. We're going to jump right into those in the nerd herd episode. If you want to get the nerd herd episodes, be join the nerd herd, uh, and join the massive nerd herd family where you get access to the discord channel, you get access to all these tools we talked about. Like right now we're using the trade finder. What is a trade finder? You put a player in the trade finder in dynasty GM, and it will bring up real trades made throughout sleeper and MFL, uh, right now so there's so much going on at dynasty nerds we have so much more stuff coming film room nerd score gm discord extra podcasts and so much more all for the price of a cup of coffee a month right now if you use that promo code rookie we're still using it for the youtube uh, podcast only you get 15 percent off your membership again under the price of a cup of coffee a month to give you a slight edge over your league mates. And sometimes that's all you need. That's what we're here for. DynastyNerds.com. Check us out. DynastyNerds.com. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Leave a rating review on the podcast and iTunes. And tune in to the next show. We're going to give you some running back buys, which will most likely be for contenders. Absolutely. Adios.